So here's the bottom line. You don't have to worry about artificial sweeteners. Everyone who's talking about artificial sweeteners as being bad isn't looking at the hard science. Good morning to you, or whatever time you're listening. This is the Barbells and Burgers podcast, and today we're going to be talking about artificial sweeteners and how they affect your health, how they affect weight loss, and how they affect gut microbiome. And if you don't have any idea what gut microbiome is, then no worries, because either did I until about four years ago. It wasn't really talked about. It's kind of a emerging science now that we have better tools to study things with. So let's go ahead and break down this topic into three major categories. So artificial sweeteners are essentially zero calorie sweeteners, uh, things like aspartame. Um, that, that's probably the most common one you'll see in soft drinks like sodas, um, even some fruit juices. Um, sometimes you'll see it in little uh, like water flavoring packs. It's basically any sort of non-caloric or very low caloric sweetener of some kind. Um, and many people have been making an effort to cut calories, and one of those ways is by switching to uh, zero-calorie or low-calorie sweeteners. So let's first talk about how this affects fat loss, because I think that's probably what most people are interested in, so we'll start there. Obviously, if you have a zero-calorie substance of any kind, and you replace it with something that has calories, and you keep everything else consistent, especially for the sake of this argument, then you are going to lose weight. So for instance, if you swap out all of your diet or all of your Cokes with a diet Coke, and that's the only change that you make, on average your calories are otherwise pretty much the same every day, every week, then you will lose weight over time. That will create a caloric deficit. Now the argument that some people make about that is that, well, if something tastes sweet and I consume it, isn't it going to make me want to have more? And that can certainly be something that you experience uniquely, um, but as far as it being a hard scientific fact, it's, it's not necessarily founded in numbers that would be substantial. That being said, and, and like I'll say with anything, what you have to do is you have to take the science and you have to apply it to your life. So the reason why I love science so much is it gets rid of all the BS. It gets rid of all of the speculation and it puts into perspective what actually is going on. And then from there, you apply that science to your life. So I'll give you a perfect example. One thing I've noticed about me when I drink um, artificial sweeteners, so when I use you know, uh, powder, sugar, sweetener, like fruit punch, drink packets, whatever, or if I have a, you know, diet soda of some kind, I typically, if I have it very consistently, I'll notice I'll have a little bit of stomach ache. Um, I'll also notice that, for lack of a better term, my brain gets very lazy. And so it's not something that I consume that often because of those effects. Now, someone who is sitting right next to me, you know, eating, could drink the exact same thing and have none of those effects. So it wouldn't be smart for me to go, oh, well, uh, you know, artificial sweeteners cause my brain to hurt or my stomach to hurt and, and make that a blanket statement. That's not true. That's how I experience it. So when I coach people, what I say is I say experiment with this stuff. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't experiment with some of this. It's not like a hard drug like heroin or cocaine. So there's nothing wrong with experimenting with it. Try it out. Find the dose that works best for you, 
and then go from there. And, and so let the science guide you towards a decision, but also let your own experience guide you towards a decision. Because nobody can study everyone and nothing could all, can be studied to the nth degree. So it would be very difficult for science to come out claiming that this gives you a stomach ache. Uh, there can be an anecdotal evidence. And so again, try it out. So when it comes to fat loss, you don't have anything to be concerned with. Now let's talk about health. All right, this is another thing that people get really wrapped up in, is they think that it's it's bad for their health, um, that it could be a carcinogen, which is something that can uh, contribute to uh, inflammation and overall poor health. And so what do the studies show on that? Well, probably the most famous study that was done on artificial sweeteners basically gave different doses to rats, because that's how we study things. We do it on rats first, um, then we do it on humans. And what they found was is that it took 100 times a normal dose or a average dose for rats to experience ill side effects. So what is 100 times? What is the perspective? How do, how do you put that in perspective? Well, imagine drinking a bathtub's worth of Diet Coke. That's, that's the dose that they found to be uh, not good for your health. And that was in a day. That wasn't a, it wasn't like in a week span of time. It was, it was a day. So if you're out there listening to my podcast, if you're the one person in the world who is drinking a bathtub's amount of Diet Coke, stop and switch to half a bathtub's worth of Diet Coke. You get my point? So if you're having one or two Diet Cokes a day, hell, if you're having four Diet Cokes a day, well, I would definitely recommend that you swap some of that out for water because you actually need just plain water in your life. But if you're having one or two Diet Cokes a day and you do that consistently, you don't have anything to worry about. Not from a health standpoint, not from an artificially sweetened standpoint. Now, keep in mind, if your experience of life is decreased, if you start to notice you get brain fog or headaches, it it probably isn't just the Diet Coke. That's the first thing to realize just because it has sugar or it, it has a sugar mimicking substance. There's probably other things going on, so don't just blame the Diet Coke. Um, but experiment. Try you know a couple days without Diet Coke. Have a couple days with Diet Coke. See what your experience of life is and see if you can dwindle it down to it being the fault of the Diet Coke and not you know something else like poor lack of sleep or poor nutrition or something like that. So that's, that's kind of the consensus on artificial sweeteners. Now let's talk about gut health. As of right now, there's no conclusive evidence that artificial sweeteners are changing your gut health or changing your gut microbiome. Uh, who knows what it'll look like in a year from now, two years from now, as the science you know, gets funded more to look at these things. So I can't for sure say that that's going to be the way it always is because that's not how science works. But as of right now, all of these claims that are made about artificial sweeteners that you're hearing in the news are just clickbait articles to get you to pay attention to somebody and buy their product or buy their coaching. Listen, I get it, I've, I'm a coach. I know that it's very tough to stand out and market yourself as somebody who just wants to make you healthy, happier, and lose body fat. Most people don't care about that. They want the quick buzzwords, clickbait things that tell them that the, the things that, they've, that they believe or they've been told are true. And unfortunately, that's what makes the most money in the fitness industry 
And so lots of coaches are going to resort to that because it's tough to make money in the fitness industry because it's so saturated with coaches that claim to know everything or at least the majority of everything. And so to save you some time, it's one of the, this is one of the reasons why, by the way, that I made the decision to get out of uh, the fitness industry coaching full-time. I still coach part-time, but I was just so tired of having to go over and beyond what was true. I, there, was this, there was this fine balance between getting clients and getting attention and integrity. And I, I never started this journey as a fitness coach because I wanted to be a millionaire with clickbait articles that weren't true. I got into it because I was lied to about 100,000 times from even in the educational realm, the, the, the place that I thought was supposed to be the creme de la creme of information and science. And even that was lying to me. So I am tired of being lied to in this industry. And so I look for the truth and I seek out people that have PhDs and, you know, that they're in the, the nitty gritty of these these studies and then have done these studies and know people that do these studies and, and get information from them. So I can tell you first and foremost that if, if somebody's telling you that a diet soda makes you fat or it's messing up your health, just, just understand that that person, one, is probably listening to people who have broken through the mainstream, who aren't actually speaking uh, the whole truth, that are just taking you know snippets of articles and clickbait material to push their products or to push their supplements or to push their books. I mean, think about it. A lot of nutrition book authors have some sort of agenda. I mean, they're, they're fighting for a point, which is great, but not all of them have science to actually back it up or they nitpick science. And I'm, and I'm talking about like big names. I'm not talking about your, your small little hometown nutrition article guy. I'm talking about people that are looking to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, one good example is that documentary on uh, Netflix called What the Health. That People in the actual science community have debunked that a hundred times over. And it turns out that a vegan diet, especially the things that they're claiming, is not superior to a meat-eating diet. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't have the preference to eat vegan. It doesn't mean that eating a vegan diet is bad. It just means it's not superior. So anyway, to kind of wrap things up, one of the things I think would be important is if you're someone trying to lose weight and you regularly drink sodas or calorie laden drinks, and that includes Starbucks, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, then I would recommend swapping it out for diet substitutes, whether that's a diet soda or if it's using artificial sweeteners to sweeten uh, you know, your coffee, things like that. Because I think by at least experimenting, you can see if it works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, no big deal. You can just switch back to other things and count calories the old-fashioned way and keep track of what you're eating. All right, well past the 10-minute mark. I am going to sign off for today. Thanks a ton for listening, and I will see you in the next podcast episode.